You are listening to the audio preaching podcast from Heritage Baptist Church in Corpus Christi, Texas, led by Pastor Johnny Che. Our church is dedicated to serving Jesus Christ and reaching the world by going forward with the gospel. We pray that you will be helped and blessed by this message from God's Word. First Peter chapter 5, please, in your Bibles this morning. First Peter 5. Would you be so kind to check your cell phones now, make sure that they are on silent, so that we can focus in. Thank you, walkers. Thank you, Miss Sally. That was beautiful. We're going to do something a little unorthodox, and we're going to start reading actually right in the middle of a verse and not at the beginning of the verse. If you study the context yourself, you will see that where we begin to read stands alone as a universal truth and is actually a transition into the thoughts that, uh, from the thought that he was coming from into a new thought. And so rather than including the thought that he's transitioning from, we're just going to read from that transitional statement and we're going to move on. And the transitional statement that I'm looking at is at the end of verse 5, right after that colon, and it begins with the words, for God. Do you see that? 1 Peter chapter 5, the end of verse 5, we're looking for the words, for God. We're going to start there. The Bible says, for God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. That is a quote of Proverbs 3.34. And also there's another portion in Proverbs 6, verse 16 and 17 that that pulls from. A universal truth, God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore. I mean, if God resists the proud, don't you think, therefore, you should humble yourself? Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Pride is exalting yourself before time. But when you humble yourself, you'll get what you are wanting, and more so, in, in fact, in a better way, in a spiritual way. Pride is the physical way to raise yourself, and humility and the exalting of God through his mighty hand is the spiritual way of bringing you up. Not by giving you things, but by giving you grace. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. You see the colon there at the end of verse 6? So we have a continuation of thought. One of the best ways to humble yourself and one of the best times to humble yourself is when you have cares. Casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Any message that will ever have the hope to flow to the heart of a, conversa- of, of a congregation must first flow to the heart of the preacher. And I must tell you that since about Friday of last week, I've needed these verses. And I've walked with them. I've slept with them. I've showered with them. I've wrestled with them, argued with them. gotten some truths from them that I want to share from you this share with you this morning. 
Lord, if there are any here who do not know that they are saved, please save them and convince them of their need for a Savior who cares for them and cares for them deeply. Lord, only the devil would be so, so mean and so deceitful to tell a soul to run from a Savior who cares so much. Only pride in our hearts would despise such care and such a caring Lord. And I ask that you would help me relay the message you've given to me to do it briefly and clearly and sincerely. We ask this in your name. Amen. You may be seated. You will struggle with no greater sin in your life than the sin of pride. It is everywhere we go. Let me ask you this. Would you use the word contention to describe our world, or would you use the, the word peace to describe our world? Would you use the word contention to describe our government, or would you use the word peace to describe our government? Would you use the word contention to describe many of our families, or would you just use the word peace to describe many of our families? My Bible says, only by pride cometh contention. And if we can admit that contention is pervading this world, that's just the fruit of the root of pride. Pride made the devil the devil. And it will make a devil out of anybody who has it. Pride is what sends people to hell. God does not send people to hell. Pride is what sends people to hell. And pride is what brings hell to people. And pride is what makes people live like hell and act like hell. God hates pride. These six things doth the Lord hate, yea, seven are an abomination unto him. A proud look. God resisteth the proud. That word means to contend, to attack, to fight against with great fervor. Is that what you want God to do in your life? God's a great friend. He's a horrible enemy. And not one thing will put you on the opposite end of God than pride. Pride is our way. That's what pride is. Our way. Humility is your way, Lord. Submitting yourself. How often do we wake up and pray, Lord, not thy will, but mine be done? That's pride. How often do we pray, Lord, thy will, but do it in this way, with these people, and in this timing. Pride is our way. Humility is God's way. Pride is keeping things in our hands. Humility is putting things in his hands.
And pride doesn't want to admit that our hands are weak. And it takes humility to see his hands are mighty and so much mightier than ours. And so the Bible says, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God. And then it continues, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Put it in his hands. Let go of it. Let go of it with your weak hands and put it in his mighty hands. But our pride doesn't like that. It goes against our pride to let go and say, you know best. You know, sometimes you know better, but you never know best, sir. And sometimes you know better, but you never know best, ma'am. Only God knows best, and he deserves best. He doesn't deserve better. Let go of it. And put it in his hands. But we struggle. Because we're let, what we're letting go of, we care for. There are cares. If they were easy to let go, we wouldn't care. And sometimes we catch ourselves thinking we wish we didn't care. No care, no hurt. But we must care. We're made after God's image, and God cares. So it's difficult for us to let go of our problems. It's difficult for us to let go of our worries and say, Lord, I'm going to stop worrying about it and let you handle it. difficult to say, Lord, I'm taking my marriage and putting it in your hands. Lord, I'm taking my kids and putting them in your hands. And if your mighty hand wants to move them to the mission field across the world, let your will be done and not mine. It's difficult for us to say, Lord, my job is in your hands. When you get that phone call that you've been laid off or something tragic has happened with your job and you realize what you thought was in your hands isn't, your pride says, grab onto it, make it work. What you're going to find out is the more you grab onto something, the more it will slip through your fingers. And the more you grab onto what you say you care for, 
the more you'll strangle it. It's difficult to take our ministries here and give them to the Lord. It's difficult to take our finances and put them in His hands. It's difficult when you have that diagnosis to put it in His hands and not put it in the hands of the doctors. It's difficult to take your soul, your eternal soul, your soul that will never die. Religion says keep it in your hands and do what you can to earn your way. We like that. It appeals to our pride. It takes great humility to say, Lord, I'm putting my soul in your hands. And I want to know, how can the Bible say what it says in verse 7? How can the Bible be so confident? How can Peter be so confident to say, cast all your care upon him? He makes it seem so easy. Did Peter not have pride? Oh, we've read about Peter. I like how relatable Peter is. To remind me that God can still use you in spite of how stupid you are. Casting all your care. How can the Bible say that? How can the Bible say, whatever you care for, put it in his hands, let it go? I wrestled with that. And the first thing I thought is if the Bible can truly say to cast all my care upon him, it must mean he's always there. There's no caveat here. No, when you catch him at a good time, if my Bible can say, cast all your care upon him, that must mean he's always there. My Jesus said, lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world, which I'm not going to live till. But he's saying, even if you did, guess who you'd find? I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee. And I've got to tell you, people fail you. There have been times where the people that I look to to be the kindest were the hardest. There were times when I felt I needed people the most they were gone. All others have failed me. 
My Jesus has never failed me. He's always been there, even when I can't see him. Ever since I put my faith and trust in him and I became his child, he's never forsaken me. If you are not his child, this promise isn't to you. If you are not his child, the Bible tells you, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. And call upon him while he is near. Which tells me lost person who keeps telling yourself, I'll ask him to save me another day. Your while is running out. And this might be the last time he steps by. And you grew up in church, or you teach a Sunday school, or whatever, and you're lost and going to hell, and you know it. But you won't put your soul in his hands. That's pride. And you will go to hell because of your pride. And I care about you. And you know that's true. And if you can know that that's true from a sinner, how much more does the Savior care for you? He might not always be there for you, lost person. But he's here today. And there's something about God. He doesn't work tomorrow. He works today. He works now. And if you keep telling him later, one day he'll tell you never. But for the child of God, what promises we have? Even through the flames, they will not consume you. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for he is with me. If the Bible can say, cast all your care upon him, it must mean he's always there. Otherwise, it could not tell me to do that. If the Bible can say, cast all your care upon him, it must mean also that he's always strong enough to bear it. Otherwise, the Bible could not tell me to cast all my care. And all includes big things. And all doesn't mean one at a time. Don't overwhelm them. All means everything. All at once. All means when your family is falling apart, put it in his hands. All means when your world is crashing in, put it in his hands. All means that when your loved one is sick, put it in his hands. All means when your baby dies, put it in his hands. All means that when your child goes wayward, put it in his hands. All means when you lose a loved one, put it in his hands. 
All means when you face great temptation, don't fight that battle alone. Put it in his hands. And all means when you realize that your soul is lost and destined for a devil's hell, put it in his hands. And he says, and I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them from my Father's hand. I and my Father are one. The first and largest care that you must put in his hands is your soul. And I promise you, he's strong enough. He's strong enough to bear it. His hands are mighty. And your cares might be mighty, but a world filled with mighty cares can't stand up to one almighty God. If the Bible tells me, cast all your care upon him, it must mean he's always strong enough, even for the big things. It must mean he's always kind enough, even for the small things. When you have a rift in your friendship, put it in his hands. Whether you are being attacked by an army of a million demons or you're being bitten by a mosquito, put it in his hands. When you have a fender bender, put it in his hands. When you have repairs to make on your house, which I do right now, and my wife is gone, so my AC needs to be repaired, and I've been doing that myself. <laughs> but every time my wife leaves, you know what breaks. The dishwasher breaks and the hamper breaks. Because whenever my wife's here, I just put the dishes in the sink and they magically appear in the cabinet clean. <laughs> And I put my clothes in the hamper, and they're folded the next day in my drawer. And they always break when my wife leaves. When you have an illness, put it in his hands. When you have a disagreement between brethren, put it in his hands. When your feelings are hurt, put it in his hands. When your feelings are hurt and you feel stupid that your feelings are hurt, Put it in his hands. Well, I'm, I should be, I, I should, well, maybe you should be, but you're not. Put it in his hands. Well, I should be stronger than this. Well, you're not. Put it in his hands. Well, I'm going to wait until I'm stronger. Pride. Whether you're dealing with cancer stage four or a bully on the playground, Put it in his hands. You're not bothering him. 
Otherwise, he wouldn't have said, cast all of it, all of it. Well, I don't want to bother you with something so small. Tell me, what could you ever face that would be big? To God. Put it in his hands. For my Bible to say, cast all your care upon me, it must mean he's kind enough to be patient even with the small things. And if it's enough to make me care, it's enough to pray about to my Father. But why? Why? What's the big reason why I should cast all my care? And why is he always there? And why is he strong enough? And why is he kind enough? Why spend his strength on my cares? Why be so kind when I should be stronger? And why be so kind when many of the cares that I have are because of my own doing? He cares for you. That's his answer. I care for you. Now, you can care about something without loving it, but you can never love something without caring for it. And he always cares. Care means to protect something. If I were to take off my watch, give it to you, and say, take care of it, what I mean is don't give it back to me in worse shape than I gave it to you. Take care of it. When you, leave your, when you leave your home and you tell somebody, would you come and make sure that my house is cared for? If I come back to a pile of rubble, you didn't care for it. But you know who I'm going to ask to care for my house while I'm gone? Somebody that I know loves me. I'm not going to go up to an enemy and say, hey, take care of my house while I'm gone. Here's the safe. Make sense, people? How can we know to cast all care upon him? He's always there. He's always strong. He's always kind. And he cares for you. The same feeling that you have that makes you care for whatever you care for, apply it to you. And that's how he feels about you. Same word. Care means protection. Care means priority. If I give you something important and say, take care of it, that means if somebody shoots at it, the bullet better hit you before it hits that. And Jesus cared so much, he put you. God cares so much, he put you before he put himself. He could have stayed in heaven. He came down to earth. He could have been worshipped by angels. He came to be despised and rejected of men. He could have called 12 legions of angels. He stayed on the cross. Why? I care for you. Care means patience. When I give my child to the daycare, take care of my child, daycare. And if I come back 
and my child has an eye patch and an ice pack. Well, we tried, but after the first hour, they got annoying. So, okay, care means patience. Care means improvement. Why do you change your oil? You're taking care of your car. Why do you change your brakes? You're taking care of yourself. Why do you do that? Why do you improve things? Why do you maintain things? You're taking care of it. That's what Jesus means when he says, I care for you. I'll, I will put you before me. And I will protect you. And I will maintain you. I will improve you. What would keep you from somebody like that? You know the answer. Now here's what I don't like. Before you will ever know that this verse is true, you've got to put them to the test. And before you can ever put them to the test, you have to have something that you care about. That you are willing to let go. And the truth is, I would never know his care without cares. And my pride always comes up and says to keep it in my hands. My pride always says, I know better, but he knows best. And the truth is, the closest I've ever been to the Lord were times when I had deep cares. I wanted to sing for you, but I don't know if I can. It's a blessing when I see the dark clouds parting, when the rain is gone and sun is breaking through. I anticipate when life will just be normal, just to close my weary eyes and rest in you. My heart can rest so easy when there's blue skies. When the wind is gone and rain is not in sight. How I long to hang my sword above the mantle, away from harm and distant from the fight. 
But I wouldn't know your peace without the hard times. Or be thankful for relief without the pain. I couldn't love the light if it were not for darkness. Or appreciate the sun without the rain. How could I understand forgiveness without failure? Or feel the warmth of love without the bitter cold? How could I hold your healing hands without affliction? Or be blessed to see your mercies all unfold? Sure, it's a blessing to be safe, secure, and warm. But Lord, I want to thank you for the storm. How could I know he cares? It's only because I've had great cares. I've put him in his hands, and he's never failed. I'm so glad he cares for me, but I want to tell you he cares for you. So whatever it is that your family, your will, your opinion, your spouse, your health, your child, your ministry, your soul. Let it go and put it in his hands. His hands are much mightier than yours. What would keep you from doing that? Only pride. And if we're going to pray, Lord, show us how much you care. He says, give me your cares and I'll prove it to you. My friend, if you're here and you've never put first and foremost your soul in his hand, Don't you think you should do that today? What would keep you? What will other people think? Pride. Other people think that I've already done this. Pride. Are you willing to go to hell for your pride? Or do you want to claim the promise? I give unto them eternal life. They shall never perish. And when you put your soul in my hand, Ain't nobody taking it out. That's the original Greek. <laughs> what else is it? Let it go. Give it to him. Today.
Thank you for listening to our audio preaching podcast. For more information about our ministries, or if you would like to get in contact with us, please visit our website at heritagebaptistcctx.org. May God bless you as you go forward with the gospel this week.